Hello, lovelies. Welcome to the Fat Joy Podcast, where we talk each week about how to flourish in an anti-fat world. I'm Sophia Apostle, a fat person and professional coach who loves talking to other fat people about what it's like to live within oppressive systems that marginalize our bodies and how we still dare to have the audacity and courage to reach towards our collective liberation and embrace our joy. Please know this is an adult content podcast, so there will be swears. We will be talking about harms we've experienced, and we will be rebelling against diet culture, anti-fatness, ableism, racism, etc. If you'd like to support the Fat Joy podcast, please check us out at patreon.com slash fatjoy. Oh, and I'm so glad you're here with us. Enjoy. Hello, lovelies, and welcome back to the Fat Joy podcast. I am very excited for today. I have Erica Chizek. Oh, Erica, I didn't ask how to pronounce your name. You did so great. I, did I, Chizek? did great. Okay, thank you. And Allison Rampa. Did I pronounce that correctly, Allison? Okay. Oh, did. Yeah. Perfect. It's okay. Like professional. I mean, you know. <laughs> 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 so Erica and Allison, I found out about through an NPR article about this incredible thing they did that I'm not going to spoil because I'm going to let them tell you about it. And I saw the article, immediately looked up how I could join this fantabulousness that they've created and wrote to them and said, please come talk to me. And here they are. So thank you so much and welcome both of you. Thank you, Sophia. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I want to start by inviting you to tell us a little bit about yourselves. So Alison, let's start with you. What, what do you do in the world? Who are you? <laughs> Easy Who questions. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, so I am a, a mother of two beautiful little boys, and I'm a teacher from middle school, which is as bad as it sounds, and um, I also uh, do theater, and I do improv, and uh, this past year, uh, me and my best friend, Erica, decided to create our own uh, fat camp, but not, not a fat camp where people go to lose weight, because that's a bummer, but instead a cat camp where fat women and, and femme-facing people can go and and just like feel accepted and feel loved and have fun and run around in short shorts and, um, and eat spaghetti and meatballs and make s'mores. And then we did it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And it's called Camp Roundup. And I'm, we're going to definitely hear so much more about it. I'm so impressed with how you both did this. Thank you, Allison. And Erica, who are you? Hi. <laughs> um, so I am a mid-40s lady who lives in Cincinnati with my husband and my nine-year-old daughter. Um, we, uh, I work in corporate America for my day job. Um, and then on the <laughs> weekends and spare time, I am one of the leaders of the progressive movement in Cincinnati. Um, I have been an abortion activist for 20 years. I am a precinct executive for my local Democratic Party. Um, just beat a really tough opponent, so it was a great week this week. Um, and I am, I guess, a fat activist, which I never realized I was. But Ooh, um, I guess we are now. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, you are. Yes, <laughs> we do. Yeah. Um, and the other part of Camp Roundup. Amazing. And the other part of Camp Roundup. Yeah, oh, definitely. So good. <laughs> um, She's the better half, though. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been friends? How many years are we talking? 30. Oh, really? 30. 30. 30? Well, oh, very old. We before. were 14. Yeah, so a little less than 30. But, but about 30. More than 25. More than 25, because we've already had our 20-year reunion, so. 
That's amazing. Oh, I love that you've known each other that long. That's a wonderful. So wonderful. <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask each of you what your relationship to the word fat is. And this time, Erica, we'll start with you. What's been your journey with that word? So I have always been fat. I was a little uh, fatty, fatty, um, two by four uh, on the playground. I used to get called Miss Piggy. Um, and so I learned pretty early to fight, <clears throat> but I also learned pretty early to stand up for people um, because when I would be called fat, somebody inevitably would be called something worse. And I don't think fat's the worst thing you could be. So um, I went back and forth with my weight in high school, but I was always one of the heavier girls. Didn't slow me down, though, did it, Allison? Didn't slow me down. No, he did not. Uh-uh, no. Uh. And then um, uh, after college, I definitely uh, rounded right up. Um, and I think once I decided really want to do this anymore, I went on a very major diet um, for my wedding. With Allison, we both um, joined Weight Watchers at the same time. Um, it's actually how we kind of reconnected was we were going to the same Weight Watchers meeting. Um, and then I lost a, a significant amount of weight, but not enough for the the squeeze. What is it they say? The juice wasn't worth the squeeze? It was, um, it was not enough, and it was not uh, – sustainable. And it also, I was on medication and I was with a personal trainer and I was counting Weight Watcher points and trying to put on a big wedding. And I started hearing voices and I was like, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing that. I'm getting off this roller coaster. I'm not doing it anymore. And I haven't, I haven't looked back. I haven't, I, I do not diet. Uh, my husband is perfectly fine. And if he wasn't, he could find somebody he was fine with, but it's me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, and do you, it feels like, like, I'm really curious at what point in that journey, the word fat became okay. Um, I tended to always call Lane Bryant, the fat girl store. Like I just tended to, so I, I'm going to say a very dirty word. If you're listening with children, stop for a second. Um, the word cunt has always been a thing where I felt like it was mine to reclaim. And I kind of feel the same way about fat. Um, those are my words, right? They're part of my body. And so I always use those words. Sometimes I use them as a weapon against patriarchy, but always use them um, in a way that is not derogatory. Yeah, yeah. So, and I kind of, I think that there's a a, a book called I'm sorry if you put back on with, with children. Um, and it it kind of talked about like how people took that word away from us. And I felt kind of that same way about fat. So Lane Bryant was always the fat girl store. I never described myself as, you know, pleasingly. Pl I was always fat because I've always been fat. So I've been lucky in that way. Um, my parents probably wanted me to be thinner. They helped me, helped me mm -hmm. diet when I was younger. But they also are not the skinniest people. So um, I think it was always just an accepted word in my vocabulary, in my home. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you, Erica. And Allison, how about you? What's your journey been like with the word fat? Oh, it was okay. So it has been, I've, I've taken the journey because Erica's always been the brave one. Like she's always, and and it's very funny hearing her talk about growing up and how she, because that is what my recollection of her too, is that she was always fighting and standing up for people. And that has become her like weekend gig as well. <laughs> so um, it's just, it's really sweet how uh, you always have been who you are. And that's wonderful. And I you for it. Um, that was a dirty word. For me for a very long time um, <clears throat> uh, growing up and it was definitely something I did not want to be called it was not something that I wanted to claim for myself 
um, we, Eric and I went on a similar journey when we went and lost weight for our wedding. Um, because I was like, I am determined that I'm going to walk down that aisle and everybody's just going to go, damn. And I needed to do everything I could to make that happen. I, you did. She did. Um, and, and I did. I looked amazing. I would have looked exactly as amazing if I was a size 16 mm-hmm. and not a size 12 mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> after I got my pictures back, I'm like, oh, no, I still look the same. I still look I mean, I'm still that. I'm not hot. Like I'm cute. I'm cute, but I would have been still just as cute uh, with the 40 pounds on me. Um, and so I was like, oh, never mind. This not. Yeah, not gonna do that to myself because there were times like during the the dieting when I was like, I'm just doing this for love, baby. Oh, like, it is only love that'll get me through this. Um, <laughs> Which again, my husband doesn't care. It was not for him. It was for me and my pictures. Um, and, <laughs> and yeah, and, and then, you know, I, I get pregnant and I, I have a very different kind of pregnancy than I was anticipating. I lost 40 pounds during my pregnancy because I was bursting up at the time. Um, perfect. Um, and so, so, and, and just my relationship with my body changed because it wasn't, I don't know, I loved how I looked pregnant. I was like, I look like Beyonce when I'm <laughs> pregnant because that's what Beyonce looks like pregnant. Like, the pregnant body is just beautiful. I'm like, and that was the first time I was really like feeling myself. And, um, and I remember thanking my body when my water broke mm. finally and just like, oh my God, thank you so much. I love your body. Um, and then, yeah, and then, like, uh, the healing of, like, food, being able to eat again um, while I'm nourishing myself and I'm nourishing my baby. And, like, that really changed my relationship with with food and it changed my relationship with me and fat and what I look like and my hair turned pink. And I decided I, I chose the kind of outfits I was wanting to, to wear. And I watched a lot of drag race. So it's drag queens really helped me uh, kind of embrace them. Like, look how fabulous these women are. Look how absolutely gorgeous. And they are fatter than me and as fat as me. And like, what? why would I want to look like anything else? So I, I feel like this is my Pokemon evolution. Um, I don't know if I'm in my final form yet, but like, I'm getting there. Um, so... So yeah, so that's that's where it's come along with. And then I realized that I can make people uncomfortable by calling myself that. <laughs> the best, the which, best. Which <laughs> I I think I think Erica has known that and uses that for. And I was like, ooh, that is powerful. You are right. I'm gonna. It's I'm gonna within self acceptance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 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 listen too. I'm I'm not gonna go out here without. Shouting out to Lizzo, who has, you know, for the past four or five years, just really been on the scene doing her thing and just being gorgeous. And like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I also looked at, I went and visited my aunt, uh, who said that she's on keto. And I'm like, girl, you're almost 60. What are you doing on keto? What you going to do? You going to get in a bikini? Well, just eat what you want to eat, man. Um, she's lost the same 10 pounds her entire life over and over and over again and I was like oh boy that is so much mental like so much mental stress and physical stress on your heart we know that now from science Mm -hmm. so so why do that when you could instead buy fabulous dresses and put on a lot of makeup (laughs) and eat a cheesecake (laughs) so yeah so that's that's that was my journey, and and it's and it's still a journey, right? You don't always wake up every day feeling it. Um, no, I mean it's definitely like the number one thing when I'm like in the mix of politics that gets thrown at me, right? I'm a fat bitch, <clears throat> like that's the very first thing, and then you know they really get upset when I'm like, what? <laughs> like they get so upset. No, <laughs> <laughs> to hear it over and over again. I'm never going to let them know it. 
that, right? Um, it, you know, but it is, it is the go-to insult, right? Because they don't have anything else. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I think it's an insult because they are so terrified of it themselves. Like so many are, you know, that whole, we're all swimming in the water of diet culture and racism and capitalism, ableism and all the isms and white supremacy and, 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 and then that's like the worst thing you can be. My mother called me, um, I'd love my mother. Uh, after the NPR article hit the the Facebooks, uh, some some man, I guess, was saying you know horrible things about us us fat us fat women, and I guess a couple of people have pointed out that his wife was also fat, oh. and my mom's like, he's got a fat wife. You think he talks to his fat wife this way? I'm like, I I actually do, mom. I actually do think that he talks to the, her that way. And I, I think even more importantly, she probably talks to herself that way because there's been some plus size ladies talking to us that way on the Facebooks and social media. So. Oh, interesting. Let's, let's talk about that. Cause that's fascinating. So first of all, camp roundup was inspired by the maintenance phase. Shout out to maintenance phase. We love you. Yeah. Um, Aubrey, if you ever want to be a guest, right. Aubrey, join us, be a guest. <laughs> and you too, Michael Hobbs. Thanks for the shout oh, out. Oh, Michael too. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, because they did an episode on fat camps. So what happened? Walk me through. Like you heard this episode and we're like, hold up. And then what? So Allison was on maternity leave. And we normally wa- listen to the shows pretty quickly. But like I've been trying to listen to them faster because she's on maternity leave and she didn't have as much stuff to keep her occupied. So I wanted to, you know, like have the same wavelength to talk. And so like we listened to it like the very first day, I think it came out and we talked like the very next day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so I, I've been, so I was like three months postpartum, um, sleeping on the couch, waking up every two hours. And the thing that I would do to like gently lull myself back to sleep was fantasize about us doing a fat camp because we and, and we had not talked at this moment I was just like oh we should do that so she calls me the next day and goes did you hear the fat camp episode and I was like yes I did and she's like should we and I was like yes we should <laughs> like it was same wavelength. it was totally the same wavelength which we've been friends for a long time but like we don't like we're not like you know twinsies connected to the hip like um, but it was just such a, mm. now I had a different thought. I had wanted to do it for teenage girls. Oh, yes. And then Allison said, Hey, we probably don't have the training or the skills to do that. And I said, Oh, that's fair. That's really a fair point. We don't want people trapped at camp. They should be able to drive away if they want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they could go sideways. Allison had been a counselor at this camp, Camp O'Bannon. Um, in college. And so she had a very nostalgic, like good feeling about camp. Um, And so we started talking more about doing it for women, for adult women, femmes, anyone female presenting. Um, And like, how, what would that look like? Um, So how much time passed between hey, do you want to do this thing to like, oh my God, we're doing this thing? Not enough. Not enough. enough. <laughs> I think like a few days. Because I, I literally went, hey, so sometimes when people go, it would be really fun to do something. I hear we should go do something. And I then go make that happen. And then it's too much. I sometimes do too much. I've been told. Um And I was like, do you really want to do this? Because I'm going to put things in motion. It's going to happen. Um, And she was like, yeah, let's do it. So I contacted camp and I was like, hey, do you have any availability? And they're like, how about Labor Day weekend? And I went, absolutely. And I thought she meant this Labor Day weekend. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. No. Oh, so what's the timeline there? How long from we've booked the space to we're running this thing? How many mu- months, I'm assuming? Months? What did we do? February? February, March? February, March. It was March. 
March. Yeah. Cause it was barely warm. It was just warm enough to go walk around and not freeze to death. Yep. Cause we, uh, I at least went, Hey, I haven't been there in a while. Let's please, please come with me and let's walk around the camp. <laughs> wow. So six months. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. And this last September, this, this September just passed. Um, this was, that was the first one, right? Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Which we kept saying continually uh, the entire first two days. Like <laughs> first annual. First annual. First one. Yes. Wow. Except for your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> and how many people did you have? How many people did it end up being? Like 27. Oh, amazing. So we had more and then, you know, yield COVID. We asked everyone to take COVID tests before they came. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> she, that bitch, she, she's dirty. She's dirty. Uh, <laughs> So, so she took a few people out, but that's okay. We're glad that she took them out before they arrived and took us all. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, so we, and Allison, God bless her because I was, <laughs> I started a new role and so she had to do the end of the marketing and I was like, best of luck. <laughs> thought, no, then that was great because that's exactly what I was, I was on maternity leave for the year. So I was. Like, I need projects or I'm going to go insane. So, um, so yeah, I started joining a bunch of groups. Uh, I joined a bunch of, like, fat girl hiking, fat girl camping, Facebook groups. I uh, joined Swipe Fat, which was, like, a, it's like a dating, which is really cool. Um, and that's how I got in touch with Jackie, who ended up coming to camp and being our photojournalist. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I, we also had Bus Magazine was going to come, but they had to cancel last minute. Like, we knew it was a good idea. Like, we knew that there was a a, a market and a need and just um a hunger for this kind of experience. Um, because because there were adult summer camps that were charging way more than us. Like, there's an adult summer camp in uh, New York City that's thousand dollars for the weekend just to go and be at summer camp, and I was like. We could take that experience and and gear it towards women like us, um, and and really create a special environment. So, so camp is a whole world in of itself. Like, if you've ever have you, have you been to camp, Sophia? Did you go to camp as a kid? I did, but I went to Bible camp, um, and did, yeah, and <laughs> yeah, um, but I was a camp counselor which I loved. I did that for a summer in my early twenties, one of the Tim Hortons camps that was in the mountains of Alberta. So it was actually very cool, like rock climbing, whitewater rafting, horseback riding, backcountry camping. So that was actually amazing. That helped me come around on like what camp could be. And it was amazing to see the experience that the campers had. So yeah. that helped rewrite the camp experience in my own mm -hmm. past. Yeah. And oh, the crying at the end, the crying, the crying the first day because they don't want to be there. And then the crying the last day because they don't want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> and, and did, was there, were there tears at your camp? Oh, I want to hear what it was like. Paint a picture for us. So there, there were tears at different times, I think. Um, so the first day, everyone arrived in the morning um, and we did sign in. So basically the camp is um, very similar to a camp that you would have had as a child, but no starvation or forced hiking. Um, so unlimited snacks, you get a t-shirt, you get a special mug, like. And t-shirts that fit? God, yeah, that's the whole point. Now, I will say we had some really awesome tie-dye shirts picked out and sized and everything. And then the supply chain, also a bitch. Oh, right. COVID, Mother Nature, and the supply chain were a bitch on separate occasions for this camp. But <laughs> so, but we were we worked that out. We figured it out. Um, so everyone got shirts and unlimited snacks and um, so you had different like juices that you could like pick from, and then it was BYOB. 
Um, everyone checked in, got settled in their bunks and got themselves all set up. We had already assigned cabins to everyone. So we tried to like, um, figure out where everyone belonged the best just by, you know, location and background. And Erica was a master matchmaker with the cabin. It really did work out that, that worked out better than I could have imagined. Um, and then everybody moved in. Then we started with lunch and like housekeeping and a welcome and then scavenger hunt so that everybody could kind of get to know each other, get to know the grounds. Um, and then what did we do first? We went right to activities, right? We did. And that was a mistake because we were tired. Um, because I remember <laughs> I'm like, now I'm going to go t- teach a dance class. <laughs> I just want to lay on the ground and breathe. But it was good. Yeah, we went right to craft and yoga and dance class. Um, and we should say it was myself and Allison and then my neighbor, Molly, and her now fiance, Macy. And Allison's like, God, how long have you known Kat? Like a long time. A lot, a kind of about five years because she's part of my murder mystery uh, group. And those are our counselors. So there was a counselor for each cabin. Got it. Got it. It really is a camp experience. It's a camp. There are, you have, there are, there was a frog. Uh, there are bugs. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a bug girl. I don't, but I love Allison and I love fat women. So I endured the bugs. There was a, a dead bat and a, a bat funeral. Um, and then it rained the whole time. So there was falling and sliding down hills occasionally. And, oh my gosh. Um, it was camp. Um, so then the first night, it actually blessed the weather, at least cooperated with us there. We had the pool party, and then we had um, a campfire and a gourmet s'mores bar, because you can't have a pro-fat camp without good s'mores. You can't. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, and we we sat around and told diet ghost stories. Um, like, those were our, like, the stories of diets past. Uh and that was really like an, a unique and, and uh, <laughs> interesting experience I didn't expect. Um, we, we had a poet, uh, Rachel Wiley. Um, she's viral. Look her up. She's done a lot of beautiful poetry uh, on the YouTube. Um, she came. Uh, she had contacted us and wanted to come and do a poetry reading in front of a campfire. And I was like, girl, yes. And is she fat herself? Yeah. Yeah, and and that's the that's kind of the theme of her poetry is like you know being in a fat body. Um, I'll include a link. I'm just making a note to myself, so it'll go in the show notes too. And and she did a poetry reading in front, and she was like, she had mentioned a few times, like I've been she'd been doing this on Zoom for so long, poetry reading. And she's like, I'm finally in front of an audience, <laughs> and and we're not we're not responding, we're just sobbing. I know, I know. We're all crying silently. And she's like, are you guys okay? And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. So what did, what did the people who were there, what, like, what did they say they got out of it? Like, what was it like for the, the participants, for the, for the campers to be in that space, to be in that safety my goodness mm-hmm. I, I mean I I think yeah go ahead I so I will say for me what I tried to encourage um which is a thing I don't do in like the real world but like my midriff was out some days it was cold but my midriff was out 24 hours a day uh, I made sure that my belly was hanging. I, I bought two bikinis just in case, you know, one didn't get dry. Thank God. Cause it was very wet. Um, and, and I think we purposefully had like a cannonball can a contest so that we would like make more splashes. Yes. Uh, the winner got a trophy for making the biggest splash. Um, like just to take up space. Right. And to encourage women to take up space. And one of the girls, um, <laughs> she had she had taken like a little walk 
around the side. So you could either go like through the woods or you could go like on the street um, to get kind of up to the pool. And she had gone the second day she had gone on the street, not realizing that her midriff was, was exposed because we all kind of had done that. Um, and she, she told me when she got back, she was like, I, I didn't realize how secure I had felt here and how insecure I felt out there. Um, and I think that's what we just kept encouraging everyone was to take a little bit of Camp Roundup back to the world with them. And I think we, <clears throat> I think from the people that I've friended on Facebook and, and in social media and texting, I think I've seen a lot of women that are wearing things they maybe wouldn't have worn or embracing themselves in a way they maybe wouldn't have embraced. And I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Like they knew they could, once you do it those first times, it's like, oh, I can do this thing. You gifted them that courage. That's amazing. Yeah, it was good. And we gave away a lot of trophies. There are trophies for uh, doing the best cannonball. There's trophies for uh, best vibe. Uh, we gave her <laughs> leaning in, leaning into the discomfort. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so we wanted to just celebrate and celebrate and celebrate these awesome people who came out to our camp, which we were the funniest. I swear to God. So I did an improv uh, workshop. And I'm like, y'all are funny. And then Erica was like, we gotta be. <laughs> we grew up fat. We couldn't rest on pretty. Yeah. You gotta be the funny fat friends. <laughs> I have to insult myself before everybody else does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just the personalities there were just, oh, nah, just top notch. Wow. And what about what you got out of it? Uh, Erica, you mentioned you, it was a big deal for you to wear clothing with your midriff showing. Yeah. Like, um, Sorry, listeners, I have caught a lot of dick in my day, so I'm not concerned about this body. This body, uh, it's good. It's a top-notch body. Uh, but I rarely, like, put out a lot of flesh, um, and I was very conscious that I was going to do that because that is what I deserved and these women deserved of me. Yeah. Was it, is it? It's so, I'm so interested in this. Is it this idea of like, this is my edge. So I want to like, just push against it a little bit and see, to see what, to see what's. I think because I'm already in a place mentally where I don't care what others think of me. I want these women and myself to understand both from a, like a physical as well as a mental standpoint, like my belly is perfectly normal and natural. And if you see my belly, it, it just is my belly. It doesn't have to be concave. It just is. Um, and, and I think I've, I've taken some of that, <laughs> taken some of that uh, with me a little bit out of camp, just like I asked the girls to do. So <laughs> nice. In what way has that been showing up for you? Uh, I wore a bikini when we went, um, to the we went on a little mini vacation with the family and I just brought the bikini which I never would have brought a bikini before but <laughs> amazing she wore a bikini in St. Louis <laughs> yeah <laughs> so good Allison what about you what was the impact of this on you I think the Im the impact on me was that I was able and purposely pushed myself to get out of my drag which, uh, listeners, you can't see, but I wear, like, 1950s stuff all the time. I got my glasses, my hair, is like, I, I drag it up. Um, and at camp, I purposely tried to de-drag. She bought a pair of jean shorts. I bought jean shorts. For the occasion. That was my edge, to not, to not be that persona and be comfortable with it. Um, and, um, and, yeah, and I missed it. Like as the as the weather is getting colder, I'm like, oh man, I don't get to wear my shorts no more. I gotta, I gotta just wear my like a I don't know like sweatpants. That's not fun. Like I like, 
I like the power in it and the, the freedom of not having to doll up. Mm-hmm. Because again, I don't, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody that, um, but I, I spend a lot of energy and I love it. I love my drag. Like I, I spend a lot of energy, like being an experience. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And it's and it is very liberating to just go. Mm, I'm just gonna be in shorts and a t-shirt. Beautiful, beautiful. Wow. Oh, um, when is the next camp? Do we know? September second through the fourth, twenty twenty three. People can sign up already. They can. Okay. Make sure. I think that's on the website. I'll make sure to include the it link. It is. Yes. I am going to look and see if I can come because I think this would be so incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. Now, it is it is retro rustic, uh, which means this camp was made in 1922. Um, and wow. Yeah, no, it has. And there are old-timey photos of, of camp. And it's always been a United Way camp. It's always been for underprivileged children. Um, the cabins were built in the 60s um and they feel like it uh it's 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 camp it's not on the ground you will have a bed with a foam mattress and i recommend bringing that topper that nice like egg and a sleeping bag and a sleeping bag makes all the difference um and for us it rained the whole time so i was like "Mm." oh and i have a baby which would wake me up usually three or four times a night i was like "Mm -mm -mm." no i slept like the dead i was so tired so, but it's not glamping. We say that over and over. You will, there's a bathhouse. Yeah, you do not. You have to walk outside to go to a place to pee or to shower. And occasionally, you may have to kill a mayfly. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're big, but they're harmless. They're big, but they're harmless. We have bug spray. It's fine. Citronella candles. Yeah, so... It was, we swept all the spiders out before you guys got there. It was fine. Oh, good. That's my fear. Spiders. Ooh. Me too. Ooh. Oh, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like. The more legs it has, the less I like it. Like a snake, fine. Yeah. A spider, no <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Are you, how are you both feeling about doing it again? I'm feeling great. I'm stoked. We, the first day we kept going, we kept looking at each other going, I think, I think we did it. I think it's working. I think we did it. And I kept going, no, don't, don't say that. Don't say that. Something could go wrong. Um, but yeah, nobody died. Everybody survived. Uh, yeah. It, and everyone had a good time. What do we do? Like, how much money do we give back if people hate it? And then, like, the very first day, people were like, so we're going to stay in this in this bunk next time, right? And we're like, oh, you want the next time. Oh, they want it next time. Oh, they want it next time. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing um and you wanted to do a shout out to camp o'bannon because they do really good work in the world what do they do they do wonderful work in the world so i was a camp counselor there for three years one year at their outpost which is like more rugged tent camping with teenagers uh who are very teenagery um and then i spent two years at, at camp uh proper which with the little kids, um, which is all like tie dye and like running around and drinking too late. Like, um, and I had, and, and there were good experiences, both of them, but I, I liked being at the main camp because, um, literally at one point, I remember being at camp, it was like during my college career, like my college summers and, and being at the pool and going, the only thing I have to worry about today is what's for dinner. I don't have to worry about it. I just have to like figure out what it is so I can prepare myself mentally for eating it. Like, <laughs> what a joy. This is literally, I can't imagine things being better than this. Um, I'm just reading comic books and staying by the pool and making sure kids don't drown. And uh, what, a, what a wonderful way to spend my time. So, and, and the kids at Campbell Bannon come back every year. It is their, the thing they look forward to. It's sometimes what gets them through the year and then those kids come back and are counselors it's beautiful yeah it is it is a lovely i had a really hard time finding a community in columbus area because it's in newark 
uh, which is near Columbus, by the great big basket, the building that's a basket. I don't know if you've ever seen that, Longenberger. Um, and, and that was the one place I could kind of go to and find a community. Um, they do wonderful things. Ted um, is, the, is the guy who runs the camp. He doesn't own it, he will say. Uh, but, it, but Ted runs the camp, and he's been doing it for about 40 years now. And, uh, and he, him and his wife um, cooked for us, uh, and it was delicious, and they took care of us, and it was just, it was so great. So Camp Urbana, I can't say enough good things about the work that they do. The thing that really struck me about <clears throat> Camp Urbana was I remembered Allison telling me that because a lot of these kids are food insecure, impoverished, they weigh the kids and like they cheer if they've gained weight. Yeah, and I remember, I remember as camp counselors, um, we had, uh, so you're a camp, you're eating a lot of food and, and sometimes you put on a few camp pounds and the female counselors were like, instead of dessert, we're going to do jumping jacks. <laughs> and, and not being solid, I was like, okay, I guess I'll do it too. And then the mood was like, mm, don't do that which is the first time in my life I've ever been, like, not celebrated for trying to lose weight. Oh. So literally, like, the, the and Ted even kind of would take people aside and, like, you don't have to do that. Like, and so, and so sometimes I'd be like, I'm going to jump, do jump jacks today, but, you know, today I really like this dessert. I'm going to eat it all up. It's going to be great. Um, and, and the fact that there's a, there was a choice there, and I felt I had a choice because, Honestly, I, it, it was baffling. Like, I never experienced somebody being like, nah, losing weight, that's not, like, the most important thing here. Yeah. Well, and that's what I think is so amazing about Camp, camp Roundup. Ramp, blah, blah, blah. Camp Roundup. Um, and the way, even just the activities describe what the trophies are for, midriffs, cannonballs into the pool. I, <sighs> It's that permission to do all the stuff that many of us have spent our whole lives actively not doing because we felt like we couldn't. And it's just the bold reclamation of all of those things. Yeah. Is like, I mean, I think we're around the same age. I'm 42 and I'm just like, I, I can't believe I'm this middle-aged woman. <laughs> and it's, that's still a radical thought to be like, yeah. Because I don't remember the last time I did a cannonball in a pool. Yeah. Well, because you're supposed to take up as little space as possible so that everyone at the pool feels comfortable. Because you wouldn't want to make the people around you feel uncomfortable. No. Because that's no. part of being fat in a in this in this world, in America, in, in this society, is to make other people to at your own expense to make other people feel okay about your fatness. Right. And never feeling okay ourselves with our bodies. And you're like, no, no, here, you will feel okay. You will put yourself first. You will privilege your own body comfort, your own body movement, your own body space. I mean, that's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Oh, I, I do have a question about since these buildings are of the past, they have a legacy to them. Um, what about things like seating and comfort? How did you manage this physical space? Um, so I, it, I made it a priority to make sure that all of our camp chairs were fat girl approved uh, from this fat girl um, and then my daughter on top of me. So I figured <laughs> and her, uh, we would be good. Um, so I just tried to use myself as a measure when we went, when we got, I made Allison put a bed down and put a mattress down and I laid down and I was like, take a picture of my big ass on this bed. <laughs> I was like, is this comfortable? And I was like, comfortable? No, but it's not, uh, it's not inhumane. It's not awful. Like, it's just not, you know. <laughs> it's not inhumane. It's camp, right? It's camp. It's not, you know, it's not sleeping on the ground. So, um, but yeah, we were really uh, present about that. Like, we really, I mean, even to the point where right now we, we know we can't oversell camp because we won't have enough seating. This is a camp that is made for tiny little children. So, like, we can't oversell the camp <laughs> because we won't fit in the, like, little tables and little chairs. Yeah. So, and, 
And because they had cafeteria tables in the in the dining hall, so we made sure we brought extra chairs out so people could sit on the end if they wanted to and not have to like get on the benches. Yeah. Um, uh, something we're going to definitely do next year is um, the the trek up to the pool is a beautiful hike, but it's also a little uh, a little inaccessible. So yeah. we're gonna rent uh, we're gonna rent little golf carts so we can take people the back way. Um, because we want everybody to be able to enjoy it. Um, and we did a like we did a survey um afterwards of everyone and just asked like what did you like what did you not like um anonymous survey and that was like the one thing was that people had a hard time getting up to the pool and we don't want that right that's not what we want we don't want to be ableist we don't want to be because you know I was huffing and puffing by the time I got up but we definitely don't want to be a barrier for anyone's enjoyment or for anyone's feeling of joy the thoughtfulness around that is so radical and I'm just so glad that all of that is part of what goes into creating this experience for people like I feel very moved by that I feel very moved that I could show up in a space and my full self needs my physical self my emotional self like all of it would have been thought about and cared for because I never walk I, I we never walk into spaces where that is true but you deserve that hundred percent everyone deserves that we all deserve we all deserve it yeah we deserve to be able to fit into a chair we deserve to be able to fit into the shower we deserve all of those things yeah those are things that we deserve they're they're not the only thing that stops the only thing that stops that is because capitalism says we have to shove more and more people in restaurants and planes and hotels right and and so like i'm not doing that I refuse. I'm I'm not buying an extra seat on an airplane. Enjoy my fat roll. That's the airplane's fault. You go bitch at the airport. That's not my problem. Like <laughs> we're we're just not gonna do that anymore. I refuse to apologize for the fact that my body is bigger than someone else's body. I don't ask them to apologize to me because their body is tiny. That's ridiculous. I love it. Oh, so good. So good. Oh, lovelies. This has been so wonderful. I want to bring us to a question that I love asking all my guests at the end, which is about joy. So Alison, how do you stay connected to joy? What brings you joy? Um, I'm, I'm going to say I'm creating, creating brings me joy. Um, I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a writer and I'm an improviser and, um, and, and having, having the ability to make things and create and build a world of my own, which is goes into camp too. We're just building a world of our own. Um, th- that brings me joy. And of course my tiny little baby boys, they bring me joy too. Uh, and I, and I, I created them. So there. Yep. So, so yeah, creating things is the thing that, that kind of gets my juice going. Mm, gorgeous. Thank you. I love that. And Erica, what about you? Um, well, I'm, I'm very joyful that I get to raise a daughter um, with some of the tools that my mom maybe didn't have. And like, I'm such a pain in the ass, so I can't imagine what she's going to be like. Like, I'm just really grateful for what a pain she's going to be. Um, but the best, but the best pain. Yeah. The most, the most righteous pain. (laughs) And then I have like a really nice little garden that makes me really happy and gives me raspberries until late September and a fat girl hammock next to it. And so like those things really (laughs) bring me peace and joy. You know, it, it used to be like, it used to be cooking and things like that, but now like I have to do those things because we have to eat as a family. Yeah. Um, so digging in dirt, laying in my hammock, not needing to trim my yard. Those are very joyful things for me at this point <laughs> in my forties. <laughs> I love that. Oh, beautiful. Thank you both. This has been so joyous. I am 
like 90% sure I'm going to see you next September. Yay! I just think what you're doing is incredible. I'm going to include the link to the NPR article that came out so people can see it as well. And, and thank you to Jackie for like unpacking her, like, because there was a lot of internal struggle with her, like wanting to capture our joy, but also having been traumatized her own self as a fat girl growing up. So like, Bless to Jackie Malloy for coming and doing this and asking her, like, really, like, bringing this to her editor and and advocating for us, um, and just being cool. Yeah, we we've met the coolest people doing this. We are oh. so lucky. Oh, so good. Well, thank you for doing this. Thank you for creating spaces for all of our bodies. It's it's incredible. It's incredible. I'm so glad to have been able to talk to you both. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Before we go, I'd like to read a poem because poetry can reach our hearts in a different way. Poems can have us feel in a different way. And that's what this podcast is about. Expanding our hearts, deepening our empathy, and inviting in joy. So each week, you get a new poem. Alison Rampa and Erica Chizik did not hesitate when the idea struck to create the good kind of fat camp. And so I knew that Mary Oliver's poem, Don't Hesitate, would be the perfect pairing for these two friends who created such a beautiful experience for others. Here's the poem. If you suddenly and unexpectedly feel joy, don't hesitate. Give into it. There are plenty of lives and whole towns destroyed or about to be. We are not wise and not very often kind. And much can never be redeemed. Still, life has some possibility left. Perhaps this is its way of fighting back. That sometimes something happens better than all the riches or power in the world. It could be anything. But very likely, you notice it in the instant when love begins. Anyway, that's often the case. Anyway, whatever it is, don't be afraid of its plenty. Joy is not made to be a crumb. Thank you for joining me today. My hope is that you're feeling a little less alone and a little more seen. So until the next episode, you can find me on Instagram at fatjoy.life, on the website at www.fatjoy.life, and on Patreon at patreon.com slash fatjoy. Please don't forget to check out the show notes for how you can connect with my amazing guest and for the links to the poem. All right, lovely. I am sending you off with my wishes for an abundantly fat joy day. Talk again soon.